This podcast is sponsored by Hibu, an award-winning e-commerce fulfillment provider, helping online businesses grow by taking care of all their order fulfillment needs, picking, packing, and posting products to customers all over the world. Fuel your growth and fulfill your ambitions with Hibu. Three Peeps in a Podcast, the bonus show. After three defeats on the bank, City needed to avoid defeat last night. Ideally a win, but that didn't happen. It was a stalemate of a nil-nil, the first time we failed to score this season. Lee's three words were City can't create. Um, and Matt is with me. Matt, your overarching thoughts the next day. I think like you said, really, Patch, for, for me it was important to run the, um, the run of defeats to um and that so a point was was an important point in terms of the game lots of possession lots of crosses but i don't think we really made the keeper work um i didn't think the, the quality was there um and i always felt really nervous i thought i thought almost from the get-go the the nerves from the stand seemed to transmit onto the pitch and the players looked a little bit nervous not not playing in the confident sort of manner that they have been so um, for me, the, the only real takeaway was was the point. I think it was a, a, a decent point in the end. Um, yeah, a fairly quiet night on and off the pitch. Uh, yeah. Had, had that sort of feeling about it, didn't it? Yeah. Um, okay, uh, I'll bring in our guest. Uh, Jim Rollo has been with us on the podcast before. We did his more or less his life story on the regular show, which was which was great and speaking <clears> to, to people that have been in his life. And uh, Jim, you were there last night. Did you share our sentiments? Yeah, no, I do, Patch. Yeah, no, I um, <clears throat> I've been down and watched a few games this season and and a few last year after I finished playing. And um, the uh, yeah, I um, I'm not a Bristol City fan, um, but I've got lots of Bristol City fans, and my boys have turned into Bristol City fans. Um, but so for me as a neutral, I thought it was uh, you know, I thought it was a good game. You know, okay. I thought um, yeah, I thought Coventry were um, yeah, they were sort of well coached. Um, I know Ad Vivas from from his playing days when I were at Warsaw together, and. Um, He's a very, very good defensive coach, and you could just see that you know how they set up last night was um, was not to uh, was not to concede after Bristol City have scored in every game that they played so far. So um, yeah, I think it was uh, a disappointing result for the uh, for some of the fans wanting to win the game. But I think as a neutral overall, I thought it was a good game of football. Yeah, absolutely, uh, Jim. We always do a, a check in at the start of every podcast off the back of our episode one seven seven with Talk Club, a men's mental health charity. So uh, I'll let Matt go first. Uh, it's midweek, um, so I'm probably uh, a seven and a half, I'd say, at the moment. So, yeah, um, I, I enjoyed it last night. I'm frustrated, but yeah, I'm, I'm probably a seven and a half today, mate. Yeah, okay. Um, I'll go for I'll go for eight. Uh, again, it was good to just not lose uh, after those th- three defeats and already looking forward to an away trip to Birmingham, not on the train, unfortunately, with uh, <laughs> with the Thatchers, etc. But we will be there, I'm sure, in some guise. Uh, so, yeah, eight out of ten for me, Jim. Yeah, same with me, Pat. Solid eight today. Um, but a yeah, lovely weekend. Father-in-law's 70th birthday. So I've been away at Celtic Manor for a nice weekend. And, oh, uh, lovely. Yeah, a nice invite to uh, in the box last night from AD Britain, as, as late as it was. But um, yeah, <laughs> so I managed to watch the uh, the game from uh, a little bit of luxury last night. Uh, Fantastic. And uh, yeah, all good. Brilliant. Okay, a um, little bit of admin before we get into the game. So on the Burnley pod and the, the the pod from the weekend at QPR, we had a, a competition to win a signed City home shirt from our sponsors, Habu. We had uh, 258 retweets in total. So I'm going to ask Jim to pick a number 
between 1 and 258. Jim, just to confirm, I haven't planted a number with you or anything. Um, no, hopefully not. First I've heard of this, patch. Yeah, exactly. I always like to surprise you. So, a number between 1 and 258, and then what I'll do is look through my long list and give the answer at the end as to who's won that shirt. So, just a number for now, mate. I'll, uh, I'll save you looking for the long list, mate. Number three. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. Well, I'll come back. Three peeps as well. Interesting. Right. I'll come back to you at the end. Well, the listeners at the end in the AOB section. So you have to listen to the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Good, good show. Yeah. And we'll tell you who's won that uh, signed City shirt. Right. Lineup wise Bentley, Viner, Naismith, Atkinson, Sykes, King, Masengo, De Silva, Vyman, Semenyo, and Wells. Uh, Matt. Any surprises for you there? Obviously, we knew a couple of changes were forced. Yeah, we we knew obviously Scotty was missing. Um, we knew Joe Williams probably wouldn't be able to play two games in, in quick succession, and we knew Tommy had a knock. So, I think it's probably the team that we we predicted on Sunday. Um, Andy King coming in, mm. um, and obviously Han Noah as well, and um, and Antoine starting as well. Probably the the talking point was the bench and. The fact that there was no Kane Wilson, which subsequently mm. found out because he's he's carrying a, a slight knee injury, and obviously Cam Pring, who we called for um, the weekend to be back on the bench, so that was probably the talking point. But no real surprises in the starting lineup, I didn't think. Absolutely. Um, question for you, Jim. Obviously, we missed Matty James in the last game, um, and Andy King coming in. You need that sort of level of experience to blend in with the youngsters that we've got in the team, don't you? Yeah, hugely. You know, I think um, when you have a look around the squad, there's some really good, exciting youngsters in the Bristol City yeah, first team. But at the same time, you have to balance that out with having, you know, some experience, someone that's been there, done it, and to help guide and help these young lads through the games. And um, he's got that within, uh, you know, with Andy King. Um, and it's just you could see, you know, with uh, Naismith going off and then reverting back into the centre back position. You know, you know what experience he used there. You know, taking silly fouls, getting to good positions. And you know, when you're an intelligent footballer, you can read the game like he can. You know, it's it's yeah. It's perfect to have uh, in the squad. Absolutely. Okay, um, just a note, black armbands were wore last night for the tragic stadium deaths in Indonesia. Um, a horrific scene. So, yeah, yeah, just wanted to point that out just in case people were wondering what that was for. Right, into the minutes. Uh, fourth minute, Coventry number eight, Jamie Allen gets away. Uh, great turn of pace from him, but good defending from Atkinson to break down the attack, Matt. Yeah, like I said, it just felt a little bit nervy last night. Um, and Coventry's position, I know they're bottom of the league, but it's, it's a false position because the games that they weren't able to play because of the state of the the, the pitch at the the home stadium. Um, and they've got some good footballers. Um, so they, they were always going to pose a threat. I think Gorkarez up front is quality and interesting to see Casey Palmer as well back. Um, but that was a good challenge by Robbie's. He's playing really, really well at the moment. I know he, he sort of had a little bit of a dip on on Saturday, but so many players did. Um, I thought last night he was he was back to what we've seen this season from him. Mm. Tenth minute, Naismith passes short, and Coventry are away. Naismith atones for the pass, but then a short pass from Wells is intercepted, and Atkinson is booked for taking the attacker down. So it was a it was one of those Jim where he kind of had to make the foul at the right place at the right time. Yeah, yeah, hugely. I think, like I say, Naki had lost the ball originally and come back and worked hard to try and, yeah, to, to try and win it back, which he did, and then left a, a bit of a short pass for, yeah, for, for Atkinson to, uh, yeah, 
um, make 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 a decision on you know do I just let him go through or do I do I bring him down? I think yeah, it turned out to be the right decision in the end because he yeah, had the free kick came to nothing. Yeah, absolutely. Twelfth minute, Masengo's shot is agonisingly inches away, Matt. The the moment almost came of Masengo's first goal. Um, so for me sitting in the Lansdowne stand, I honestly thought that was going to nestle, but you had a pro- probably a better angle. What? As he struck it, I genuinely thought if it beats the keeper, is in. Um, and then, kind of as the ball went, it probably was far wider than it actually looked. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, a little bit disappointed, but I thought the same. Yeah. 24th minute, a couple of flashes from Sykes of what he's capable of. He had a few um, runs down the right-hand side. One, he managed to keep in with his shoulder and, and, and play inside, and then another turn of pace to get away. So we know what he's capable of, Jim, Mark Sykes, but it's just that final product he seems to be lacking at the moment. Yeah, I thought his energy last night was great. I think, you know, I think um, the manager said after the game, they had over 40 crosses put in the box, and, you know, he, he probably put in over 50% of those into, into the area, really. Um, but yeah, he does get into really, really good positions. But yeah, it's um, anyone that's played the game, it's, it's very, very difficult when you're doing things at pace. And you know, to be in the championship and have to deliver those, those balls in when you're travelling at such pace is is a skill in itself. And I think, like I say, the more um, yeah, the more he plays out there wide, wide, and you know, having the opportunity to cross the ball, I think his crossing will get better as the season goes on, probably. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, he did work his way into some really, really good areas. But yeah, the final ball just let himself down at times. Yeah, 29th minute, great possession play from City. Jada Silva, Vyman and Semenya all involved. Several times, Matt, the shout of shoot was heard from, from certainly my area and all around the stadium. It just looked like we were trying to almost walk it into the net at times last night. Again, I think it comes back to that confidence piece. Um, you know, even with what we're referencing there with Mark Sykes and, and Jay on the other side, they didn't seem to to want to go beyond. They didn't seem to have that that extra little bit of, I don't know, skill or, or however you want to call it. But yeah, I, th- I thought Antoine would have given us a little bit more of that last night. Um, I thought he would have been really, really eager to make a, a big impression. Um, and it didn't didn't quite work out, did it? But yeah, we, we I agree. We, we seemed a little bit not shot shy, but almost trying to be be a bit too deliberate. And maybe that's because of the last couple of performances. They're taking an extra touch to try and be a bit more assured on it. Um, and then it kind of slows it down a little bit and the opportunities are gone. But as Jim said at the start of it, Coventry set up really well defensively. And so it was quite difficult to break them down. I think even with the back five, the midfield were then sort of sat on top of them. So yeah, it was quite difficult. Um, a couple of good runs were being made. Mark Sykes continually was coming inside. Yeah. And wasn't being fanged, but I think that was also because the ball was was quite a difficult one to find, wasn't it? So, yeah. There was a shot on target, Jim, on the 30th minute from Semenyo. I think it was a ball from Sykes out on the on the wide right to the back post. And Semenyo did get it on target, but no real power to trouble the keeper. Yeah, no, I think it was a good move, actually. A good movement from Anton pulling off on the on the far stick and a good ball in. And I think once he'd um, made decisions to take the take on his chest and, and then hit it... Um, I thought he was, yeah, he was only going to put score, but unfortunately, um, yeah, the keeper, um, yeah, made made a good save. Yeah, we're used, Matt, to seeing Semenyo put his foot through that and at pace, but unfortunately not on this occasion. And a couple of minutes later, 32nd minute, he takes on his man, gets to the byline, um, and his cross is so hard that it could have taken Nakiwell's head off if he'd have connected with it. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not quite sure what he was doing with that one. Well, maybe again, not playing a lot of matches, you kind of lose a little bit of um, 
knowing the, the the pace, the power to put on it. But yeah, it was a bit of a strange one, wasn't it? Because it was in the air and he was never, ever going to get any kind of connection on it. Um, and the, the, the move before that you referenced, I thought he did the hard bit with the control and then getting the shot. And you kind of, we've come to expect now with Antoine, haven't we, that we're going to see the, the net burst in because of that power and because his finishing's actually been really, really good this season. Yeah, I mentioned this already at the start, but I've got a note here just to say 38th minute, Andy King is breaking up attacks really well, playing good, simple football. Exactly what we are probably missing from Saturday, Matt. Yeah, and, and I've I've been critical of Andy King in terms of, you know, I, I said on Sunday I wouldn't have started him last night. Um, I'll, I'll eat my words. I thought he was fantastic. Everything that Jim said about his experience and knowing you know if you if you're a footballer you can almost play in any position to a to a degree um and obviously we'll we'll go on to talk about King's sort of changes but yeah I, I thought he was excellent last night he did everything probably that Nigel Pearson wanted him to do in that midfield role breaking it up giving the ball to Han Noah to do the, the the sort of running um and played it simple and that, and that is what King and James bring you isn't it they 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 play it simple which sometimes draws criticism from fans, but actually from a coaching point of view and from your players around you, it's it's what you want in it. They slow slow the game down when they need to and know to pick the right pass. Yeah, I thought he was excellent last night. Yeah, so just after that, 39th minute, Naismith comes off, had been playing well um, and had played out from the back and not got caught out apart from that one, one pass. Yeah. Uh, so he comes off, uh, don't really know what the problem is, do we yet? Calf injury, apparently. Okay. Um, according, according to what I've read this morning, and you're right in terms of did did quite well, but that mistake he did atone for it with a, a great mm. last ditch tackle. But that was another one. Yeah. It's through one on one and could easily have been another. You know, we're so, talking about another goal, aren't we? But yeah, it was. Um, yeah, calf injury according to the paper this morning. Okay. So Joe, Joe Williams comes on and King goes to centre back. Question marks in my area were why not bring on Campering and put Atkinson in the middle, Jim? Your thoughts. Yeah, I, I think just think his experience again. I think you know Cam's, um, you know, for how good he was last year, he's not really had the opportunity this year um, in the first team. I think, um, um, I think, yeah, the, the the limited football he's had um, probably to bring him on so early in a game. Possibly, um, if it was later on in the game, I think they probably would have would have put him on. Um, but I think, yeah, just because of the timing of it, it was um, they've gone for the, the experience of uh, yeah King in there, sat in the middle really. Yeah, Matt, you said. Um obviously about Andy King and him being able to play in any position. I don't know if he's ever played centre-back before. He has, yeah, he has. And, and he was asked that by by um, Dave Barton afterwards and, and said he's played there a few times, but he's also been training there okay. because of the, the possibility of losing one of the centre-halves with, with how short they are at the moment. So, yeah, it's obviously something they, they've worked on. And... Let's let's be fair about it. He, he was excellent. Wasn't yeah. he? he didn't he didn't look like it was a position he was unaccustomed to. This is a message from the Bristol City Former Players Association. Throughout last season, we brought a number of ex-players back to Ashton Gate. We were pivotal in delivering celebratory events, including the Ashton Gate 8 40th anniversary, and we also celebrated the stars of the 60s who were paraded on the pitch. This season, we will be commemorating some important moments in the club's history and some very important people who were part of our club. If you would like to assist with sponsorship of any of these events, please get in touch with me by email to events at bcfcformerplayers.co.uk. 
In addition, we're always on the lookout for any interesting artefacts from the club's history to add to our ever-growing Bristol City archive. Thanks for listening, and my email address again is events at bcfcformerplayers.co.uk. Thank okay, you. Right, halftime summary from Rob. Fairly cagey half playing mostly at three-quarter pace, all a bit feely-feely. Neither side better than the other, but we've lost fluidity and a bit of committing to be adventurous uh, with the ball. All feels a bit safe in possession, lacking dynamism. Naismith got away with another error early in the half that nearly cost us ultimately. Whilst offensively, we've not been quite as incisive. The players passing it on to the next man on a number of times when maybe a snapshot was on. Very, very strange substitution. Surely putting Pring on at left centre-back and moving Atkinson across the centre makes more sense than King to centre-back. I think we've discussed that one already. Right, into the second half. 48th minute. Great block by Vine as Coventry get in then from the corner it's headed onto the bar and out now I, Matt it was that obviously great great block from Viner and you know I think it's no secret that we all think he had a great game but that that was a hell of a chance for Coventry I don't know who headed it onto the bar but it was almost one of those ones that did it cross the line yeah couldn't couldn't see it at our end um sort of clearly what had happened you're right in terms of Viner's challenge I don't know if it was Gore Carez that was getting across but Zach had to kind of slide to make the challenge and, and divert it out for the corner and it was excellent um and then from the, the corner like I said we couldn't see it you could see that it looked like a, a head going up and I don't know if it was a header onto the bar if it was onto the bar and down but Mark Robbins after the game referenced that he, he thought it was a stonewall penalty thought Joe Williams had handled it um, but I've not I've not seen it back at all. He he said he thought it was at the time, and he's seen it back and thought it was. But could also understand the ref not giving it, which mm. seemed a little bit strange if it was a stone wall. Um, so yeah, could, couldn't really see what happened from the south south stand. To be fair, yeah. Okay, fifty first minute, Jim Viner's up the other end now. Um, gets gets away from his marker, sets up an attack, and then he actually has a shot, which looked from our angle. Uh, I know you were sat just up behind me. That was on, that was on target, but it was blocked quite you know, quite far out. But Zach Viner uh, has had critics in the past, but this season's been given opportunity and he's taken it with both hands. Yeah, no, I'm really pleased with Zach because, um, yeah, I watched quite a few of the games last year and he was sort of frozen out at the end of the season, really. I think he said in his own words in the summer, probably he, he, he may be here next, this season and um, it just goes to show how quickly in football things, things can change because um, he's, he's got a superb attitude. You know, he's a good athlete. He's, he's always fit. Um, and he's obviously knuckled down pre-season and managed to force himself in. And, and I thought, yeah, like I said last night, I thought he was excellent going forward and defending. You know, he, he got some really good blocks defending-wise, but he also got forward. And um, and like I say, um, for yeah, a right-sided centre-back um, to be up that far up the pitch, you know, just goes to show, you know, they were pushing for, for a win. They weren't, you know, mm. playing for a point city last night. They were pushing forward. And, and Zach found himself particularly, um, yeah, in the second half, bringing up some really good positions, you know, at the top end of the field. Yeah, Matt, it's it's almost like the only person who's not allowed over the halfway line is that central central person in the back three. Um, so Naismith or you know King last night. Atkinson was bombing to the, down the byline. Zach Viner's up there getting shots away. Yeah, I mean Rob Rob um, combines really well with Jay, doesn't he? He will go yes. beyond Jay. Zach doesn't tend get to go beyond sort of Mark Sykes, but. Yeah, I mean, you know, we've we've talked about King. I, I thought Zach was excellent. Um, you know, we'll go on and do the ratings and, and the, the poll that you put out you can give the details on. Um but I thought it was a really, really accomplished performance from Zach last night. Um and it doesn't matter what the kid does, he's still gonna have critics. Um, even last night, clearly 
man of the match for the majority, but I've still seen people on social media um, saying it, you know, it wasn't a good game and what had people watched in. So unfortunately for Zach, it seems as though he's he's never going to win everybody around. But I just thought he was, he was our best defender last night as well. I made a couple of those blocks. Um, some of his covering round was, was excellent. Um, yeah, it was, a, it was a really good performance from Zach last night. Yeah. Okay. Fifty-fifth minute. You just mentioned it. Atkinson on the overlap from Jada Silva. Low cross is good, but not converted. Then Sykes cross from the other side ends with Masengo hitting over another chance for Masengo, Jim. And uh, I just hope he gets that goal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because he, yeah, he's got terrific energy. You know, um, I saw um, chatting to Eddie about him last night. You know, he, he covers so much ground in the game. You know, um, and. Um, and I didn't know he'd not scored a goal for Bristol City yet because I've watched him, you know, on a number of occasions. And he does, he does get into the box and he does create chances. And he, he's got that little step over where he can shift the ball and, and shoot. But um, so I was really surprised that he's not, um, yeah, he's not scored. But um, yeah, he had uh, a couple of efforts uh, that were so close last night. Yeah. 63rd minute, Coventry away again. Masengo needs to do slightly better here as Sykes sort of pokes his foot in to get the tackle in. And then Masengo is just a little bit slow to react. And it this this turns out, Matt, in a great save from Dan Bentley. Yeah, was that the one on the near to the touchline? Um, yeah, yeah. Where he lost it and they raced through. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you're going to get that from Han. He, he, he tries to look after the ball and still physically... You know, he comes up against players who, who who can be a little bit stronger than him. Um, it's a good break, and and it was a really good save from from Dan Bentley. Um, I'll go back just that one before you talked about the Rob Atkinson one. I didn't think it was a very good cross. I thought he just drove it. It hit the first defender, um, and we'll go on and talk about it. And I know my opinion seems to be at odds with lots of others from from reading social media, but I thought our crossing last night just wasn't very good. We didn't seem to beat the man, the first man, so often. Um, and I thought that was case in point with that when Rob just sort of drove it without really picking a man out or having any sort of chance. Yeah, yeah, I think he was probably going for the own goal. Just get it in there. Probably just smashing <laughs> it. And and to be fair, I've probably said numerous times on this, sometimes why don't you just smash it across the ground and look for the own goal? So yeah, yeah. fair point. 73rd minute, a fantastic ball from Zach Viner to, to Sykes. It was a good 40, 45 yards um, and it finds Sykes. Um, and then his left-footed whip is way too high and Semenyo can't steer it goalwards at the back post. So uh, 73rd minute, we're still we're still pushing, but we seem to just be lacking more opportunities and lacking a bit of urgency. And we'll come on to that in a bit more detail now. Um, so 74th minute, Conway comes on for Semenyo and then literally he's on the pitch 30 seconds and Williams' cross is sort of glanced header uh, from, from Tommy Conway. Um, and it goes into the keeper's hands, but a great impact from Tommy Conway uh, last night, Jim. And I know you've uh, you've had him at Bath City in the past. Yeah, no, you could see. Um, you know, as soon as he was warming up, you could see the, uh, you know, the, the enthusiasm in his, his warm up. You know, um, and that's you know what you're going to get with, with Tommy. He's you know he's burst onto the scene and, and done remarkably well. Um, and so you could just see last night coming on at the time he did. He he just he'll inject that little bit of energy and that little bit of pace really. And um, and he just pick up really good positions, uh, Tommy. And you see, he's in the middle of the goal, good ball in. Um, and I think, like I said, there was four yard crosses going in last night. But mm. um, you know, some long, some short, some missing. But when you have a look how packed that box was last night, sometimes it's not the ability of the cross. It's just there's so many bodies in there. You've got to have then a little bit more movement in and around the box. And how do you pull people up, you know, out of that box or out of that space really to allow mm. the person to put a cross into an area where they, in that box last night you look back there was no areas really to hit. So people were just either smashing it in, leaving it long, or 
you know, and I think that was the frustration of the crowd was, you know, um, that, that that box is so packed with bodies, and that's how Coventry you know, managed to you know, walk away with a point, I think. Mm. Just a word on Tommy and the fact you say, yeah, he has burst onto the scene at Bristol City, but he's been scoring goals all his life throughout his career at Bristol City on loan in various places. Um, a natural finisher, isn't he? Yeah, you you could tell that from the day he walked in at, at Bath City. You know, um, we'd watched him a couple of times um, in the uh, in, in in the in the City Twenty Ones, and um, straight away first session, Jim, can we do a little bit of shooting? You know, just to finish the session off. You know, and and um, and we did, and nothing special, but you could just see right foot, left foot, finding the corners of the net, um, and you know, it looked like he really enjoyed scoring goals as well, and just in just a little training session, and and he carried that on. You know, um, unfortunately, the league sort of stopped because of. It was sort of the COVID season, really, but he'd, he'd scored seven or eight goals in 13 appearances for us at Bath. And, um, you know, he is a really, really calm finisher. Excellent. Am I right in thinking Jimmy took the pens as well? Yeah, um, he did. Yeah. So, yeah. again, a young yeah. a young lad to have the confidence to step up in, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and a lovely lad too. Lots oh. of confidence, you know, lots and lots of confidence, but no arrogance. You know? None at all, and it's yeah. Really, really unusual to have a lad with such confidence, you know, in his, in his ability without the arrogance, you know, yeah. and, um, and that's what's so refreshing, you know, yeah. about Tommy, you know, yeah. and still now yeah. when you speak to him, you know, great lad. Completely great lad. agree, yeah. yeah. 75th minute, Matt. Uh, Joe Williams is booked, misses Saturday, that's his fifth booking, fifth league booking. Um, I didn't see it with my own eyes, but uh, apparently it was a needless sort of stamp or kick. I, I, I thought he'd, he'd slipped from our end because he seemed to kind of not, I'm not going to say it was two footed, but it seemed to be kind of both feet going that way. Um, yeah, people watching on said he was lucky not to be sent off. Yeah. I mean, it, it, again, it's difficult for mine because there were bodies in front of us. You just saw his, his sort of legs go in and then there seemed to be a bit of a melee. I think mm-hmm. Casey Palmer got involved in um, just, just, as I said, if it was a slip, then that can happen. But if it wasn't, then it just seemed really needless. And and where it was on the pitch, with the fact that he's on the bookings that he is, and needs to put a performance in. Maybe Joe's the sort of character that feels he's got to, you know, do that kind of thing to get his own game going. But yeah, I just thought it was needless, and he, he misses a game Saturday now when he probably would have been starting. So, any view on that, Jim? In terms of the incident, and then in terms of players like Joe Williams, like Tommy Doherty, who who play with that sort of aggression, if you like, do you have to temper it? Do you, if, if you temper it, does it does it affect their game too much? Yeah, no, I think you have to. Yeah, you you let them you let them be who they are and their personalities. And I remember coming across Tommy, you know, at a young age, and he certainly played with that that fierce temperament. And and you see it, you see it in Joe. And I think sometimes you get a little bit frustrated. You know, he, he sort of misplaced a pass um, a couple of times last night, and he hit a long cross um, over the back. And so sometimes when you do get frustrated with within yourself, and the opportunity arises, and sometimes, like you say in football, opportunities arise, and you you know the way you play, you take them. You don't think about oh, actually it's my fifth fifth booking, you know. Um, um, and I don't, I don't, yeah. From where I angle, it almost looked like a lunge, and he, as he lunged, he slipped, which yeah. then carried on, and carried on through, really. Um, but the, he never even caught the lad, really. The lad made a little bit of a medium and pushed him, and that. And I think it's the, it's the melee bit that it's the referee the had to deal with. It. At the end he, of got, it, if, he got booked as well, Jim. Did he yeah, get booked yeah, as well, Jim? The cough player, yeah, yeah. And I think if you know, it's hard for the referee then not to book both of them because you know the lads pushed him down on the floor, and it's that, that little melee. And I think if they just both got on with it, you know, it'd have been a free kick, and you'd have played on. In fact, I think you. Yeah blew the whistle before he even went into the challenge, I think. I think he did. Yeah, yeah I think he did. It was after, yeah. the, after the whistle had gone, really. So it was his momentum, I think, that took him in. So, yeah, and it's unfortunate because, like you say, little silly bookings like that, um, you know, cost you, uh, yeah, respect. Yeah. 
I guess it resets the clock. Um, and I think I, I don't know what the rules are in terms of once he comes back from that. Is it then three bookings in a ban? I'm not sure, unless you know. I, I, yeah, I can't remember. Jim might know, but I know there's the next ban is a longer ban. Yeah. Oh, if he right. Gets okay, it again, so it's five it? bookings yeah. and a longer ban, is it, Jim? So yeah, you get to ten. It, yeah, so you've got ten bookings, so you get five, and then if you get ten bookings, you get three games instead of the one. Three. Yeah. which is something that both him and Alex Scott need to kind of be aware of because they're they're not even I I don't mind the odd booking where you you are taking one for the team or if you're pulling a shirt back because there's someone breaking away and that that seems to be whatever wherever on the pitch if you pull someone back other than the penalty area ironically you get the booking But they they've had so many needless bookings that you know they they, they do need to make sure they're they're well, Alex's Alex's was the ninety third minute, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, and apparently oh. that was a little bit naughty as well. So yeah, okay. I think uh, yeah, I think the booking system is is a difficult one as well because they change the you know people get booked now for nothing you know yeah. it's literally yeah. you know and it's times of the game and they say areas of the pitches and all the different rules they've changed over the years and stuff like that, but they haven't changed how many bookings you can get through the season which I think is ridiculous yeah. because if you're given needless bookings. You have to look at how many bookings you're allowed through the season because yeah. that, you know, you know, some of the bookings I've seen down at Ashton Gate this year, is yeah, I, you scratch your head to think, you know, belief, you may as well make it, yeah, make it non-contact. What's the yeah. point? Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're right. And none of us fans want that, do we? Everyone, no, every no. fan wants to be a, uh, you know, a front foot, you know, aggressive, you know, yeah. game. Yeah. And yeah, Han, yeah, Han Noah scores on Saturday. His first goal takes his shirt off and he gets a booking. Yeah, it's just yeah, yeah, belief. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, Jesus. Right, 79th minute, Matt. It's a Wells overhead kick out of nowhere. It's a dipper as well, and it was I think it was going to dip onto the bar or under the bar, but the keeper is forced to make a save. Yeah, I mean, it, it looked from, from real-time viewing that it would have dipped under and the keeper yeah, makes the save. It was... It was one of those overhead kicks that the keeper was devastated if he doesn't save that because it wasn't uh it wasn't a Pele smashing um escape to victory sort of thing, was it? It was uh yeah. But but Naki did well to to manufacture the chance. Um and again worked hard last night, didn't he? You know, he was tireless yeah, of what he did. He did yeah. Absolutely. Eighty second minute, it's Coventry away after a mistake from King. Great block from Atkinson. I think that was one the one blot in Andy King's uh, book. There, Andy was um, Andy Matt was yeah. Um, yeah I don't. I think he just sort of it got the wrong side of the defender. Yeah, yeah. It was the, like you say the only thing he really did wrong at all, and and great covering from Atkinson. It was a brilliant challenge. Yeah. Um, I've just got a note here for the last sort of ten minutes. Really, a real lack of urgency for the last ten minutes from me for City. Um, apart from a, a few players who showed that desire and urgency, but Fleming even had to tell Dan Bentley at one point to speed up taking his goal kick. Uh, as a fan watching on, Jim, you know, as me as a fan watching on, um, there's that sort of level of frustration when it gets to that, and you're you've got you know three minutes of injury time, and you're just thinking get the ball up the other end of the pitch. Uh, what what could be the cause of that? Yeah, I was thinking last night um, um, as I was as I was driving home really because I heard some fans, you know, um, as you as you dwindling out, following out the crowd, you know, going, "Oh, you know, we were so lethargic, we were so." You know. And I think if you have a look at the possession stats last night, how much ball Bristol City had, and when you've got the ball that much, it's really really difficult in terms of you know fatigue, you know, um, having that much possession because you don't get a rest and you're attacking, you're attacking, you're attacking. I think. So having that much possession, I think that takes its part going into the okay. sort of the last ten minutes where you've had so much of the ball. There is that little bit of fatigue factor, and I think possibly, 
you know, the games that they've played over the last, you know, over the last month or so have come thick and fast with such a small squad. So you, you put a few things together and he hasn't got a huge abundance of, you know, of a squad to change it and inject that bit of energy last night, possibly. Um, but yeah, going into the last minute, you know, whether whether Dan Bentley thought, you know, hang on a minute, we've, we've just got away with, you know, Rob making a good block. They've had a chance and stuff like that. You know, let's um, let's take a point and um, yeah. you know and, and move on move on to Saturday. Yeah. You know, um, it's that's up to the players. You know, at the time to to, to make those decisions. And I think mm. sometimes those you know the you know the, the coaching staff are still up and upbeat and think actually come on we can nick a winner here. Whereas you know Dan's just made a really good save and probably thinking actually you know let's just calm it all down and uh, we'll take a point. That's a really interesting one, Matt, isn't it? Um, obviously, Dan Bentley is captain. He's the yeah. one who controls what's going on on the pitch. He has just made a great save. Um, he, like me, probably thought we ain't going to score if we go on for another half an hour and, and thinks, just take the point. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, they, the, Gorkarez has had a chance just before as well, didn't he, where he sort of curled it high and wide when you'd expect him to have done better. I, I agree with Jim. I think he got to the stage where, although as fans, you want to see him drive on I was actually sat there thinking I don't want it concede any other way I thought the point was a big point last night in the context of the last three or four games so I could kind of understand the players almost wanting to see the game out and it, it is that balance I, I just didn't think they wanted to commit the risk in, and potentially end up you know with nothing out of it yeah good point okay yeah so that brings us to the end um a nil nil match at Ashton Gate I can't remember too many of of them the last one was a year ago against Preston unsurprisingly okay. that it was Preston but yeah yeah so Preston coming yeah. back next Wednesday but uh, Matt over to you let's uh, whip through the ratings okay yeah Um. so Dan I went six could have been seven to be fair because I thought he made a couple of important saves but then you expect that from Dan Um. maybe the the one where he had to stand big and and um, come out was 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 a really important one so i went six for him though uh, so um, jim but... just to say you can you can challenge matt and i i think Absolutely. i might i think i might challenge matt and say bentley should be a seven um i think he made some two really not world class saves but but class saves, big, big important saves yeah, um yeah. that could have led to a defeat as a clean sheet at home um what do you think jim yeah no exactly yeah um i've I always find player ratings very, very hard. I used to put I was a player. I remember I remember emailing someone when they gave me a four once. And, I was, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it's very, very difficult. I find it always hard, you know, because um, yeah, as a defender, you know, if you've kept a clean sheet and you've you, yeah, you've made a you know you've made a couple of good saves like he has and stuff like that, you know, you know what what what's he got to do to get a ten? You know, if if he's on a six, so you know a seven or eight probably for Dan Bentley having a clean sheet and. You know, maybe not loads and loads to do, but um, yeah, I thought, yeah. yeah Matt, have you received have you received any emails as yet? Have I received any emails? <laughs> any emails about your ratings? <laughs> no, I haven't. No, why? <laughs> well, no, Jim was just saying that he emailed oh, someone. Right, okay. Ah, okay. right, no, won't be. Yeah, no, I never used to do the bath ratings. No. <laughs> um, Zach, I went eight. Um, I thought it was a, a an assured performance. Um, a couple of times I, I near the end of the game, I wanted him to drive into the space a little bit more um, when he had it, um, and he, he went for the safer option, if you like. But I, th I thought it was a really strong performance from Zach. So yeah, I went eight, um, and I'll, I'll also say he was my man of the match um, last night as well. Very close run thing. I think Atkinson was excellent, and I think Andy King was excellent. Um, but yeah, I went went with Zach. Um, the two from from a the, the sort of midfield three. Carl, um, I went five. 
Um, obviously, he had to come off. Again, I thought it was it, it was fairly nervous. Made the one really good challenge, but through his mistake, didn't think he got on the ball as much last night and, and created as much. And we seem to have this habit now of almost everything going through him from the back. Um, and we know that Rob can bring the ball out. Um, and we know that Zach can play a pass. So, yeah, Carlo went five. Um, and Rob Atkinson, I went eight. Similarly, I thought Rob had an excellent game. Um, so, yeah, went went eight for him. Um, the two wing-backs is probably the bit where, not necessarily that we'll fall out, but I think um, I, I can I can hear Adam Gould shouting. I certainly know that Lee Williams um, will, will say the same. And actually, Jim, from what he said, and, and being an ex-pro and, and Lee, knowing how well Lee played, I kind of get what they're saying. But as me, as a fan who is overweight and in his 50s and never played the game to any level. Um, I thought we should have done better with the ball that we had out wide. So I went five for Mark Sykes and six for Jay. Um, Jay's probably the most interesting one because Nigel Pearson in his post-match referenced what an excellent game he had. Um, Lee said, and, and Jim's kind of highlighted it, sometimes the box was so packed that actually the crossing you know, w- was difficult to find the man. I just felt that we... We overhit crosses when there wasn't a player at the back post sometimes. Um, and when we did get into really good positions, Jay didn't take the man on. So that's why I went five and six. I probably last night would have gone maybe five and five or even fours when I felt mm. when I came out. But I'm, I'm absolutely open to challenge because, as, as I said, Lee's kind of said this morning and Jim makes a brilliant point that actually the way that Coventry packed the box mm. made the crossing difficult. Um, yeah. Can you just summarize that again sorry matt in terms so of sykes, sykes sykes five from j6 the, from, from the top so i've gone bentley seven zach eight sykes five naismith five atkinson eight j6 okay i feel that yeah jim okay. jim's not jim's not yeah. playing this game <laughs> yeah no no I always, you know i think um you know as a as a wing back there, you know, just 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 on the yeah, just just on their effort, you know, and their ability to defend and 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 go into attack. There is, you know, anyone who's played that position is, is, you know, at times, especially when you've got lots and lots of the ball like Bristol City had last night, you know, and the way they switched to play at times and got the wing backs out, you know, it's a you know, it's a, it's a tough gig. And um, I think, like I say, just yeah, just on work rate alone, and you know, their ability to get them down the pitch and keep going right the way to the 90th minute, you know, would be a would be a six at least for me. But yeah. you know. Okay. I just think, especially with Jay, I I don't see enough of the end product from him. I think I, I genuinely think he overhits too many of his crosses. I don't see many that find that central area where you'd expect an attacker to to attack it. But he did have a huge amount of the ball last night. Um, so yeah, um, Joe Williams. I went five. Um, obviously came on as a sub, but but in the first half. But I didn't think Joe. Again, didn't influence the game enough. Got a stupid book in, um, so went five. Andy King, I went eight. I would have gone Andy King eight in midfield. And I would have gone Andy King eight in in defence. I thought um, moving back there and like we've already referenced with with the qualities that he's got. But I thought it was a really strong performance, and it and it makes you look at Saturday and think if Tim Close is closer to coming back, is Nigel Pearson's gag last night. Um, <laughs> Would would he come in or would would Kingy sort of start again? And and he did nothing wrong last night, did he? He could certainly play there again. So yeah, it'd be interesting. Interesting is yeah, if he is fit or ninety percent fit, you'd think closer would start, and then it mm. allowed King to be that man in the middle again. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and just on Andy King as well, 
there was a, a point in late in the game where he he brought the ball down out of the air. Oh, brilliant! Wasn't it? Effort, yeah. Effortlessly, yeah. and yeah. just then played it away. And I just thought that yeah. was class. Well, it was one of those that was coming, and you're thinking, Christ, is he going to be able to head this back to to Bentley or whatever? And didn't, as you say, killed it, didn't he? And yeah, no, you're right. Um, Ham Noah, I went seven, um, and then thought, well, was he at the the level that that Andy King in um, Rob and, and Zach were, and probably not, and not again, not sure enough of the end product. Can't fault his his effort, endeavour, um, and, and what he tried to bring. I thought a number of times last night there was one ball in particular in the second half that he played a lovely little ball into Andy Vyman. It was just slightly over hit, but actually he was trying to open up that defence. So I thought it was a good return for hand. But yeah, I went seven. Um, and then from a front point of view. Difficult because Andy Vyman again for me was 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 quite quiet. Didn't still gave me the energy and more involved just, than Saturday. Yeah, he, he was, but still I didn't think um, didn't didn't produce an, enough for, for me. I went I went five for Andy um, last night. Could could be a six. I think I think six um, personally. Yeah. Jim. Um, yeah, no, and I think I think everyone gets with him because he, he set the bar so high for himself. Exactly. I think yes. His, yeah. Um, you know his um yeah his um return has been absolutely immense i've yeah. been watching you know over the last you know eight or nine months since i finished playing football and um every time i've seen him play he you know he's really 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 impressed me but i exactly what you're saying matt i watched him on saturday and watched him last night and he just looked like whether he was carrying a little knock or just slightly off the pace a little bit yeah. with it just didn't have that drive and energy and the the the, the intensity of his runs running into the box and things like that was just yeah it was just um was, was not as as it's been so you know yeah. i think yeah he he suffers a little bit because of the standards that he set himself he, yeah you're right it's a good point sounds, yeah, sounds yeah. like a five then matt good point yeah um naki i've gone seven i thought again his work rate um didn't get a lot of opportunity because of, of the cough defending um and and to be fair to coventry it, it wasn't a complete back you know it wasn't a back to the wall performance you know although we had i think 60 odd percent possession they still had a number of opportunities. Um, you know, we've talked about Bentley's saves and probably Dan had to make more saves than than the cough keeper. So, um, but yeah, Naki, I went seven. And then Antoine, um, I went I went five for Antoine and, and it's difficult because he, he, we saw what he gives you early on, you know, a couple of times, but he, he seemed to drift out wide and, and then bring the ball in. And the, the big difference for me, and we've, we've talked about this so often this season, as a partnership, Antoine and Naki are nothing like the partnership you get with Naki and Tommy. And we saw that with Tommy coming on, the two of them linked up, you know, again, that we hadn't really seen during the game with Antoine. So um, maybe just, just styles make, make sort of partnerships, but yeah, I just didn't think it worked as much. Go on, Jim. Did you have? Yeah. Like I said, I, I always enjoy watching Antoine play. And it's one of the reasons, like I say, going back down to Bristol city, when you see Antoine and Tommy and the lads that have come through at Bath and, you know, we had um, Antoine, you know, four seasons ago, and he, you know, he was a breath of fresh air. Um, I know he's had his, um, yeah, he's had his little injury troubles again this year, and but I always think every time he's had a little bit of injury, he comes back and he's been coming on the sub, and he looks physically strong and yeah. stuff like that. You know, um, unfortunately, the game for Antoine last night is there was no space down the sides. They they defended very very deeply. They defended very, massive very, numbers. So whatever he had to do last night, he had to work really hard to get in any opportunities. Yeah. Really, but I think, like you say, um, I um. 
you know, I would, uh, I would, I really like him. He's one of my favourites, Antoine. And you know, so to give him a five, I would, I would, uh, I give him a lot uh, more than that because well, of well, our personal, uh, friend, our uh, personal uh, friendship, man. <laughs> I know exactly. <laughs> and, yeah. Same thing again. Same thing again. You know, he sets the bar so high for himself. He does. He, he's come back this season as sub. He scored it. You know, pretty much as he, as he's come on and, and done that. And um, I think as you set the bar so high, you know, when you don't quite get to the levels that you've got to over the last week or so, then. Um, you know, you're right and probably, you know, giving him a, a lower score. But um, I think, like I say, is, um, yeah, he's sort of got in a couple of probably the best areas for Bristol City on uh, last night. And, um, yeah, I was unlucky not to score with a shot and um, and then could have, um, yeah, could have, uh, yeah, put back in at the far post. So it's a, a 10 for Semenya now. <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah. <laughs> but can you, can you see the difference with both Antoine and Tommy, Jim? now with where they are. I mean, Antoine back in the day, we always used to say about his finishing and and there was yeah. a lot of talk um, from lots of fans, Patch, weren't there, about he, he wasn't a, a centre forward, he was much more of a wide player, whereas I was always confident he could play down the middle and would score goals. Um, can you see how much he's developed in those years? Oh yeah, hugely. Technically, yeah. He was, when he was with us at Bath as a young boy, he, he was real pace and power and, you know, full of energy and stuff like that, really. Um, but, um, you know, his sort of, you know, his chance to goal ratio was, you know, was a lot higher than what it is now. You know, yeah. um, he comes on a sub and one shot, one goal. You know, yeah. Yeah. last night he had a couple of chances and didn't score. But uh, yeah, technically, just the, you know, right foot and left foot. You know, the power that he gets in those. In, yeah. in those That's incredible, uh, isn't it? Uh, yeah. uh, really, really, really incredible. Yeah. yeah. You know, and um, you, know, you can see why. You know, he's created quite a bit of interest from from from, from sort of other clubs um, for, for for his performances. Yeah. And I think that's credit to Bristol City, you know, developing how they do, you know. And I was only speaking to Tommy the other day and I was asking him, you know, I'm really interested in coaching and stuff like that and, and how Jason Yours, you know, been helping the, you know, the mm. front lads and, you know, working on different things and different ideas. And I think you can you can see that when, you know, only last night was the only game they haven't scored in. You know, they've scored a bunch of goals since he's come in with his coach. And I think that's a, a testament to, to, to the management team bringing in someone in like Jason to, to work with the front boys. Yeah, it's funny. We've, we've talked about that, Patch, haven't we? The, you, you've almost seen certainly from an attacking force, there had to be another influence to it. And, and obviously Jason, you were sort of part of that, didn't he? So, and it's interesting in the, in the development and remiss not to talk about it, but there was obviously talk yesterday about Tins and Forrest Green being interested. So hopefully that goes away fairly quickly because we definitely don't want to be losing. Uh, I'd, losing be ama- Brian I'd be amazed. Yeah. Absolutely amazed. But Yeah, yeah. I, I would be, I guess it, it, I mean, it's a project there, isn't it? If they're looking at a new stadium, I don't know if you know, that would include a new training but we've got what we've got here. He's he is Mr. Bristol City along with Scotty, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. So hopefully yeah, I, there's a. Yeah. I'd be very yeah. very 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 surprised to see Mitchell yeah. leave Bristol City. Yeah. Um, um, for a, you know um, a club, I know it's fairly close, but um, anyone that knows Brian and anyone that you know, he is Mr. Bristol City. Yeah. Like Scott as a character, and um, you know, and what he's um, yeah, what he's achieved, um, not just as a player, but since coming back in and. Um, you know, all these young lads, you know, you go through the academy now and I've been lucky enough to, to see the academy over the last six years, training down at their stuff and, um, you know, the, the the young players that they brought through is, is you know, is brilliant, absolutely yeah. brilliant for the football club. So I'd be very, very surprised to see Brian there. Yeah, yeah leave. good. Um, so that gives us a, an average of 6.33, um, which might surprise a few because I think... It, it, I got the feeling walking out. The general view from fans last night was disappointing, and that you know it, it wasn't a great game. I didn't see it like that. I was disappointed in the the result in the end, but yeah. And then for Nigel, I went six as well. I thought he's got a limited squad available. Um, 
we had a huge amount of possession, huge amount of crosses in the box, and it, it just didn't happen. So, yeah, I went, went six for nine. Okay. So, before you say you're a man of the match, um, yep. the poll last night, which we haven't done before, and maybe no. we'll do it now and again. Yeah, no, um, who should idea. Who should Matt's bonus show man of the match be for tonight? And we went for King, Wells, Viner, and Masengo, and you know, arguably you should have put Atkinson in there as well, but obviously you can only have four. Um, yeah. But King, 29%, Wells, 2%, Viner, 53%, and Masengo, 16 But don't let that sway you, Matt. I, I think I called it earlier on that right. Zach was my man of the match. Oh, sorry. So, okay. so, yeah, yeah, he was my man of the match. Excellent. Okay, right. A couple of tweets were sent through. Um, Dave... Uh, not a bad game, disjointed, missing the right final decision. No one played badly, no one outstanding either. A fair, fair result. Kov are not a bottom three side, false position. Expect us to finish close to each other at the end of the season. Uh, Dr. Dean Allen, another frustrating display as Bristol City failed to break down a stubborn Co Coventry side. A game devoid of quality, two points dropped. Viner Atkinson and the makeshift sweeper Andy King had decent games. Conway looked bright. We need to find our spark again soon and Johnny P I don't think I've ever seen a game with so many chances to cross the ball into the danger area the silver and Sykes must have put in about 50 shocking crosses between them they both need to spend a week doing nothing but learn how to cross clean sheet the only plus point there's plenty of crosses Matt on the training ground from Scott Murray Brian Tinian Mickey Bell do we need to get them out doing the training for the crossing I mean, it's 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 an interesting point. I I, I think Dell might have put it in our, our WhatsApp group last night about repetition, repetition, repetition. But I, I absolutely, I mean, Mark, Mark Sykes. Um, it's a new, relatively new role for him this season. I know he had played there for Oxford, um, but certainly for Jay, it's, it's absolutely something I think Jay De Silva needs to work on. Um, I think, as I say, his, his crossing is often way too overhit. Um, a couple of times last night, yeah, Mark Sykes is running at the back post and, and possibly should have done better on one or two. But I'm not sure Jay's deliberately picked him out at the back post. I think it's more his sort of poor cross and, and Mark being there. But yeah, I agree. I think, I mean, I'm sure, and again, Jim will, will tell us, I'm sure it's something they, they do regularly practice. At the moment, it just doesn't seem to be working. Ironically, he actually hit a number of really good corners last night, Jay. Um, so yeah, maybe he just needs to get to a dead ball, get to a position where he's beat the man, stop it, and then cross it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, um, right. So, uh, team for Saturday, Birmingham away. Um, I'm going for Bentz, Viner, Closer, um, and Atkinson, Sykes, and Pring. I want to honestly campering get an opportunity left wing back, Scott and King, Vyman, Conway, and Wells, Matt. Yeah, I think it, it obviously depends on how how fit close it is. Um, I could see see that. I I would go Cam because um, I do think Jay Jay probably should should be rested. I don't know whether Tanner gives enough of a an option in comparison to Sykes, so probably it will be Sykes. Um, and Wilson so, is probably so, yeah. not fit. Well, not not from what um, not what I've read this morning, so you wouldn't expect so. Um, and obviously you don't, you, I mean, you'd imagine with a calf injury, Naismith is definitely going to be out, um, you know, yeah, it's unlikely to be something I've, like that, isn't it? I heard a couple of weeks mentioned. Yeah. Right. Um, we will leave it there, but, but AOB, here is the result of the winner of the shirt. It's Darren Garland. 
uh, a fan of 45 years, it says on his Twitter profile. So congratulations to Brilliant. Darren Garland. We'll get that signed home shirt off to you ASAP. And thanks to Habu for that. We're going to run a competition for this podcast and the Birmingham podcast. Again, a retweet and follow. But you can win a signed copy, a personalized signed copy of Danny Wilson's book, I Get Knocked Down, But I Get Up Again, forward by Viv Anderson. Um, so do retweet if you want to enter the prize draw for that or if you just want to share the podcast but um, just to say Jim thank you so much for coming on the podcast this morning thanks Jim and uh, roll on to Birmingham but for now we will leave it there thanks everyone for listening take care we'll be back soon I've been riding fast gonna take this moment I'm gonna make it Cause you don't know me Don't be quick to judge Cause I tell you something I don't care that much Don't come around here Preaching your goddamn rules Don't come around here If you stay in this town I'm no savior, I will take you down This here town You know it ain't that big It don't take long to know just what I did Don't come around here